I think we've lost Fred. We've lost sound. We've lost, uh, is it just me? It's on my own. Fred? I've lost Fred. Well, hello and welcome to the Franchise Tag Podcast. Uh, I would say with uh, your host, Freddie Hall, but uh, we've lost him momentarily. Um, we are doing another um, review uh, of some players going into the draft, and we've left it to a position um, that usually we wouldn't cover uh, for a preview, but it's become such a dynamic position uh, over the past, and there's so many different styles of this player. Uh, obviously, 2022, we had some fantastic names come out, like Dolchich, McBride, Chiggs, Aquanko, uh Kate Otten, Isaiah Likely. Fred, have we got you back? We have. It'd be typical. Hey. My, just as we go live, my Wi-Fi says, cut me out, kick me out completely. I'm sure you did a, a more than ample job of doing the intro. It seems you're so well versed in it. Yeah, I just kind of jumped in. Um, <laughs> you know, we're, we're going to talk tight ends, aren't we, Fred? Um, I said, usually, we won't usually cover tight ends as a preview, but it's become such a, a dynamic position over the last few years. So just briefly saying, last year, we had... Uh, Greg Dulcich, Trey McBride, Chiggs Aquanko, Kade uh, um, Otten, Isaiah Likely, Daniel Bellinger, Jay, uh, Jelani Woods. You know, last year alone, look at those big names that uh, really made impact. So I feel like it's only right that we maybe cover the tight ends coming out of the, this draft. Yeah, you're right. When, and when you look around the league, when we talk about some of the best players in the league at the minute, Travis Kelsey, George Kittle, Mark Andrews, uh, when he's fit, Darren Waller, like... Tight end now, uh, you, know, you have the Shannon Sharps and the um, uh, the Tony Gonzalez's of the world who were, were such great tight ends. And um, now it feels like it is more than ever, uh, it's more important than ever to have a good tight end within your system. Um, and so many times are now going in that first round. In the last few years, we've seen that happen. Carl uh, Pitts, notably, obviously a different style of tight end to maybe a traditional one. Um, we'll be talking about the attacking threat of all of these tight ends, I'm sure. And and but I, I, with your college knowledge, Andrew, I'm sure you'll be able to tell us about their how they can assist in the run game as well and in the blocking game. Mm -hmm. Yeah, definitely. Like I said, it, it's such a dynamic position. You have such different styles of tight ends. Like you say, you have those blocking ones, you have those receiving ones, you have the multi-talented ones. It's just, uh, it's. It, I, I find it quite fascinating as we uh, as we dive deeper into it. Yeah, so we'll get this all kicked off. And also as well, you'll probably hear a lot of at, at universities or colleges that we say as well, which do have sort of a nickname for tight end U because th there's a lot of colleges out there who, who really produce some incredible tight ends. And um, two of the schools on here notably are pretty famous for their tight ends. I'm sure Andrew would probably tell me a litany of tight ends that have come from there, um, given his background knowledge and everything. But we'll start off with uh, one player from Utah tonight. Dalton Kincaid was three years at Utah, uh, 1,414 yards and eight touchdowns on his three-year career there at Utah. Someone who I've seen in a lot of mocks going in, in the first round. I mean, there's there's three of these tight ends probably, but I've seen mocked in the first round at any given point. But when we get kicked off of what Dalton, Kin Dalton Kincaid could bring to one of these teams in the, in the draft. Yeah, Dalton Kincaid, uh, kind of everyone's on the hype train uh, of him at the minute, aren't they? They're kind of really, really big on him. Um, I've always had um, someone we're going to talk about, I'm sure, in a second. Michael Mayer is my tight end one, uh, and Kincaid maybe is tight end two. I did say to Adam when we um, started talking about college players, 
obviously Kincaid didn't perform at the combine and I said I really want to see what he does in his pro day and that's when I'll evaluate whether he's better than Mayer or not and he didn't do anything at his pro day uh, either there must be still a niggle from an injury but you know it, go back and look at the tape read the story see what this guy's about uh, and he is a is a phenomenal talent uh, obviously started his uh, career as a wide receiver at San Diego um, and it was Utah that made the change for him to move to a, a tight end um, 2021 lovely lovely season and then repeated it again in 2022 with 70 receptions 890 yards and eight touchdowns uh, he's probably got the best hands uh, in this draft class out of all the tight ends. Um, he only had, I think he's had two drops of his whole career uh, at tight end. So that's absolutely fantastic. Um, and on a plus side, this guy isn't just a wide receiver. He's genuinely uh, a decent blocker as well. So there's, there's lots of upside, lots to like about this guy. And I can see why everybody is getting on the hype train because um, those stats and, and, and when you say if the ball's combination of great hands great receiving and a decent blocker um you know that that's that's perfect for what you want when there is different styles uh, a lot of people uh, i've seen out there have been comparing this guy to zach Ertz. so um there's a lot of comparisons going around that's not like uh just a one i plucked out the air there like mm. this this is a, a genuine one that people think he could be up to that um, and look at the career he's had uh, in the NFL. So, Don Kincaid's definitely uh, one to push for. Definitely a, a round one talent. Do you think it's going to hurt him a little bit that he didn't have uh, perform the combine or the Pro Bowl? Or do you think he has good enough tape from his college career that teams are going to that he could still get drafted quite high? Yeah, I think when we start talking about Michael Mayer, when we move on to him, who, who struggled at the combine. Um, you know, Dalton Kincaid, not crying out, raised his stock essentially. So, um, you know, it's not hurt him not doing it, and his tape is is good. Um, so, you know, no, no qualm there. Like I said, I'm a little bit that he didn't play, uh, perform at his pro day. Obviously, if he's trying to get himself ready and trying to make sure he's fit for the NFL, understandable. You don't want any niggles. You don't want to aggravate anything. You don't want to start your NFL career. Uh, on the injured list so um yeah i think his tape's good enough for people to get on the hype train and and, and really you know two consistent seasons back to back uh really shows how good he is it wasn't a one-off well we'll move on to a tight end that we have there you have just mentioned there being your number one tight end from the sands of it coming into the nfl draft and that is michael mayer out of notre dame one of the two really uh tight end universities i suppose tight end use but we have uh, Notre Dame famed for, for very good tight ends. I'm sure you'll be able to account who has played there at tight end. Um, 2,099 yards and nine touchdowns in his three-year career there. What makes him a cut above the rest of the tight ends for you there, Andrew? For me, he is the epitome and the classic all-round tight end. We spoke about Kincaid being more like good hands receiver, decent blocker. This guy for me is pure tight end. He's got good hands. He's physical. He's a good route runner. Um, he's he's probably one of the best blockers uh, in this whole entire uh, class. Uh, he's a chain mover. I've said that plenty of times when I talk about him. I say he's a chain mover. He's a chain mover. You know, that's what you want from your tight ends. He's a good option um, to get you out of jail. Um, the only downside from him, and I think the only reason that Dalton Kincaid is going to move in above him, 
is he doesn't really excel in those athletic traits uh, that people are kind of leaning towards when they're talking about their tight ends. But if you want a pure, good hands, can use him in the receiving game, can use him in the blocking game, you know, physical player, you know, at 6'5", 252 pounds, is pure tight end when you talk about all-round capability. And a lot of people, again, if you're looking for comparisons, a lot of people are just knocking the the Jason Witten uh, cap onto this one and saying that's his comparison. And and again, that's another name that had such a successful NFL career. I, again, not notably known for being this um, freak athlete, but trusty, trustworthy, good in blocking, good in receiving. So for me, it, he's perfect. Um, so that's why I've got him. Um, but if you go with either of these two, you're not going to go wrong. It doesn't matter which one you pick. They're both, I, I believe, going to be uh, round one talent, day one talent in the NFL. So you can't go wrong with either of these if you want a receiver, if you want a pure tight end. So uh, that's that's for me why he is tight end number one for, for going in here. I did say I had some famous tight ends coming out. James Tyler Eifert, Carl Rudolph, um, Irv Smith, uh, Irv Smith Senior, sorry, not Irv Smith Junior. I mean, some notable names coming out of Notre Dame and a, a team that has been very successful in college. Um, I've, had, I've seen Michael Mayer in some drafts mocked at like, the Green Bay Packers, which is quite high in this in this draft to go. Do you think a team like the Packers, who, well, any team, I suppose, that needs offensive threats? But maybe the wide receivers they're not convinced on. Maybe some of the wide receivers have gone who they were big on. Um, you can find out all about the wide receivers that are coming into the draft via one of the videos that we did recently, as well as running backs and the quarterbacks, if you do want to get up to date with stuff as well as this one for tight ends. But do you think for a team looking for a real attacking threat and they're not maybe sure on some of the wide receivers, but Michael Mayer could be a good option? The Packers being one team that in particular could be looking at something like that. Yeah, I think it adds it adds more to you than just um, you know looking at the wide receivers. Like we said, that this guy that you're going to pick up could be act as your, uh, your an extra O lineman. Uh, sure, if you if you're developing a run game, which we have seen from the Packers, especially looking to use both their great runners in Jones and Dylan, and if they're moving forward with Jordan Love, it looks like there might be more of a using the run play. So a tight end is always so effective uh, when it comes to. Um, your offense when you're going to play that style of football. So I think it's well worth doing your homework and and looking at one of these guys um, over a wide receiver that's just going to be um, receiving talent. Uh, you've still got to be in the pocket long enough to get the ball to him. And there might be more depth uh, at the wide receivers and picking up value in round two and round three. Whereas these tight ends, you've got to go for one of these two for me to get that value so mm. definitely worth we'll move on to uh titan who okay maybe not screaming amazing in the in the stats but i'm sure he's definitely going to be bringing something uh to an nfl team that's luke musgrave out of oregon state was there for four years had a total of 623 yards only two touchdowns stats aren't screaming amazing here andrew is is musgrave's capability more on that on that line work no, uh, Musgrave is uh, one of these guys where uh, you're probably going to... Um, I spoke in, in depth about this with Adam over a few of the players. The combine for this guy 
really helped him because he just ticked green in every box pretty much his 40 time his vert is broad his you know his hands are great you know he's the perfect combination of size and speed at six foot six 253 pounds he's a quick guy um but if i you know if i said to you go back and watch the tape he only played one and a half games i think it might put two games down for him. one and a half games last year um due to getting injured so there's not much tape on him that year and then his previous year to that um he played tight end two uh in that system so he was more of the uh waiting for the person who was in front of him to move on and go into the nfl so he could get his shot in 2022. So 2022 was supposed to be his year to show everybody this exceptional athletic talent and how good he can be. Um, and injury obviously put an end to that. But I think the fact that he he shows up green in every category that you want him to, um, there's a lot of people sort of really hyped and buzzed to his ceiling and how good he can be. But I don't know. I'm going to have to go back and watch more tape on him because there's just not enough there for me uh, to take the gamble. So I'm unsure. Um, but yes, I suppose this is what we were talking about in our group chat uh, about the experts analyzing things better than uh, the fans and the viewers at home. You know, they know what they're looking at when it comes to transitioning from college to NFL and and being a good NFL player rather than just a good college player. And I'm, I'm guessing he's lighting up those things for the experts to really go, you know, that transitions well to, to NFL from his, his small tape that there is on him. In the in the guys that we're going to be we talked about and going to talk about still when we talked about the first two guys, I mean, could be round one, even day two prospects. Do you think Musgrave is because of these injuries and because of the lack of the recent tape anyway? But did before my combine, do you see more of a round three, round four prospect, or or do you reckon that's probably around the area he's going to go? No, I think round two, there's, he's worth the gamble. I think that's that's mm. the good thing about this guy, the upside and the, the ceiling. You hear that word a lot when you're talking about guys coming out of college, how, how high is their ceiling? And this guy has got a high ceiling at the position. So he's probably worth a gamble uh, in round two uh, for a team that is is in need of some help at that position. So, um, yeah, I don't think he'll, it will drop too much. And there is a bit of a hype around him. So... Uh, I don't think it affects his stock too much. I'm not sure if uh, Freddie is frozen. Are you frozen on his Freddie? He's still there. May have lost Fred. I think I'm back. Apologies. <laughs> <laughs> Apologies. Um, so we'll move on to a one tight end. I'm really excited about seeing a bit more on him, actually, because I've heard some really good things, but I've not watched any of the tape on him. And I know a lot of people are like, are really into him and see him as, and even some people think that he might be the best one. And that is uh, Darnell Washington coming out of Georgia, three-year career at Georgia with 774 yards, three touchdowns. Am I right in thinking that this guy is a bit more of a pure athlete than than some of the other guys? I've heard a lot of positive things. I feel like that's one of the things I have picked up from. Picked up I mean, on, sorry. Pure athletes may be a stretch, but absolute mm. monster and beast uh, would probably be the right <laughs> words to use. It's six foot seven and uh, 272 wow. pounds. You know, this guy managed to run a four six four at that size as well. So 
Uh, he is a, a bit of a monster when it comes to that, and he's got an insane combo of size and speed. Um, and, you know, you get the ball in his hands, and he's, he's going to be pretty hard to take down uh, once he gets going. Uh, and he is a very, very, very powerful blocker. Uh, he's, you, you know, your old school inline tight end sort of sixth uh, O-lineman style tight end. So um, I'm not sure how much you're going to get from him as these sort of, you know, again, using that word, that dynamic receiver tight end, but he's going to shore up your O-line for, for sure. Um, and he's uh, an absolute insane, he's sort of, like I say, a bit of a monster, but he played second fiddle to a guy that we're probably going to be banging on about next year when we talk about uh, the draft and Brock Bowers, who's a, a Georgia as well, who's the one that everybody's really, really going to be talking about next year as, as tight end one. Um, so this guy was more of the blocker. So a lot of people say, who's the receiver? Who's the blocker? So if you're a team in need of, you've got your receiving tight end and you want the blocking tight end, this is definitely your man uh, to shore up and, and, and protect the pocket and on um, run plays as well. So uh i would prefer to go for one of the more dynamic guys over this guy but i see the the upside in him and i um was doing a little bit of research on comparisons for him uh, and i saw one guy say that he was very much like brandon pettigue who spent his whole career at the lions who was uh a big guy as well uh, i think he spent sort of 10 years in the nfl so uh he's definitely a good comparison for him and uh, I think that's why people would be excited about this guy because he's just old school tight end, really, isn't it? It's just that big, more of a blocker and a big guy. And, you know, if you do get the ball to him, no one's bringing him down. Uh, <laughs> so that's exciting to see. Um, I, do, I do think um, on some of the tape you see, I'm not sure which game it was, but at six foot seven, like we're saying, 272 pounds, I've seen him hurdle a guy um, on the <laughs> So he's got that in the locker as well. So, uh, yeah, it could be interesting once he gets to the NFL. And do you think with, out of all the players we've mentioned so far, Georgia is the biggest program. It's the biggest, you know, American football college outside of the Ohio State, the ones we've talked about so far anyway. Do you think that the coaches are also looking at that with the tight ends as well. Because like you said, the, the Mayer and um, Kincaid may be more athletically dynamic compared to um, Washington, but the fact that Washington has been in a programme that has been so hugely successful, do you think that gains to his draft stock or maybe does it take away? Because of course you look good if you play for Georgia, because they're a very good team in a way. No, I talk about this when I talk about um, running backs and wide receivers and quarterbacks as well. When you come from one of the big programs, especially the SEC teams, um, you know, your, your Bamas, your Floridas, your, your LSUs, um, Georgias, uh, the coaches that are within that team outside of the, the head coach, so your, your tight end coaches, your quarterback coaches, your, you know, they're from uh, NFL systems uh, and they are running uh, playbooks and routes and things that are very similar to what you'd see in the NFL. So the transition for these guys coming from the SEC teams and these big programs is so much easier because they're already in NFL systems uh, and learning very complex playbooks 
from these SEC teams. Whereas when we we talked about it with uh, Rashi Rice from SMU, uh, we said he ran very simple routes because he was at SMU. Whereas yeah. the, the play, like I said, the playbooks are more in depth at these these bigger programs. So I think it definitely helps uh when you are evaluating and when you're talking and and wanted to play them day one i think it really really helps now the last time we'll talk about and we'll probably have some honorable mentions as well it's come from a school that had noah fan george kittle tj hawkinson just to name a few great tight ends that are, are in the nfl i suppose some people may argue about no fan but i think that t i mean he's pretty good and i've liked always like tj hawkinson and obviously everybody loves old george kittle and that is sam laporta four years at iowa um he has 1786 yards five touchdowns in that time um what are you thinking about sam laporta again from a school that is very famous for their tight ends uh, and that surely has got to play a factor into what sam laporta's draft stock is going to be looking like yeah, the only um, issue I've got with Sam Laporta is, is he actually a tight end? Uh, you know, oh, really? Like, oh, really? Uh, well, he is. He is a tight end. He's listed a tight end. He will be a tight end. But he's one of these guys that's come from a wide receiver background. Uh, he played wide receiver and then he's moved to the tight end position. And at six foot three and 245 pounds, I think he's on a, on a bit of the small side um, mm. for a tight end. So I don't know whether he's uh, a big slot guy or a small tight end guy so um i can see a lot of upside in him because he is great after the catch uh, and he is a great uh route runner probably one of one of the best of this class at his position but that all comes from his uh wide receiver days uh these things so a uh, lot to get excited about him because he has all of that um ability to move a little bit when you're going to use him you know you could use this guy as a slot as a tight end you can maybe even use use him out wide if you want and use a bit of those trick plays so they are again a lot of upside with this guy and a lot of uh if you've got the playbook to go with it and you've got like i said you've maybe got a darnell washington on the other side of the line this guy comes into play excellently for things like that because once you get the ball into his hands he's great after the catch uh and that's really really exciting the only other issue i have with him is he struggled with his drops over the last two years he's really struggled with drops which is probably why he moved from wide receiver to tight end um, <laughs> because there is that problem but uh really really see the upside and excitement about him for me he was a guy that i was looking at as a as a sort of later on pick if you weren't going to get one of the big names that we've mentioned that this guy might sneak into a lot of people's um mock drafts when if, if you <laughs> were dealing a tight end a little bit later on i thought he'd be the names on of all of the the mocks um so yeah really like him uh just don't know whether he's a bit too small for his position or like i said moving to the slot yeah it might work out very well do you think with uh, obviously you know as i said some tight ends have gone quite high in the draft but carl pitts going only a couple of years ago like top in the top five has been has rather relative success at atlanta a few injuries have just hindered his maybe his progress so far but do you think that now more than ever with players like Carl Pitts drafted so high sort of opened a bit of a gateway for tight ends to be going and to be in the conversation for top 10 picks um yeah I mean we all labeled Carl Pitts as a bit of a unicorn when it came to that draft mm. and we saw him fly up boards based on uh you know how dynamic that guy is um but I definitely think with um how good like you said at the top of the show how good um travis kelsey george kittle mark andrews darren waller when he's fit 
you know, when you talk about those teams, those players, mm -hmm. and then you talk about the teams that they're on and what they do, they're a big mm. talking point for those teams, aren't they? You know, they're not like, oh, yeah, they're, they're added in with a load of other superstars um, and they just play well. They're the kind of well, the first person you list when you think of these. Yeah, they're the needle movers. They're the yeah, needle they're movers the ones the you think about when you're talking about these. And I think mm. they've just, and, and they're the only four you can really say that outside of that, there's no one that really lives up to that hype. Uh, and like we said, last year, we had a lot of guys come through that, that they did really, really well. So I think that this position is one to watch for the future. And uh, if he can get some more uh, guys like Kittles and Kelsey's and, and Andrews, then it, it's just going to be fantastic for the game. And um, yeah, you're going to see more and more guys wanting to play at that position in college. Uh, and one of... Like Travis Kelsey is going to be a lot of people's heroes. So if you're a bigger guy, you could be like, "Yes, I want to get up to that level. I want to be the next Travis Kelsey." So um, I think we're going to see a lot more coming out of college of a, of a better talent than we've seen in previous years. Is there anyone that we've not mentioned so far that should get an honourable mention that maybe on a lot of teams' radars? Yeah, I mean, there's two. There's two of the guys I really like the look of. They're going to be further down in the draft. You know, you know, you're not going to be gambling on these two high and second or maybe even the third and that was Tucker Craft. Um, we always like to mention a guy that's not played uh, the, at the toppest highest division at San Diego mm -hmm. State University so he's from one of those even smaller schools now uh, we always get uh, one or two to talk about um, and I just think he's well worth taking a look at looking at the tape and seeing uh, what what you can get out of him um, and I also think that uh, another guy that I really like the look of is uh, Zach Kuntz uh, from Old Dominion. Uh, he was a guy that I really, really like the look of. There, there doesn't seem to be uh, a lot on the hype train about him at the moment, which I'm really, really surprised at, showing that, you know, he is another guy at six foot seven and 255 pounds. Uh, he showed up at the combine with really, really good uh, athleticism, or he's like a bit of a rare athlete. Uh, and I think he's he's a really good route runner as well. He's got great ball skills. You know, he's good um, contested catches and and contact. Um, you know, is for me if if he if he lives up to his highest ability with what you've seen from him, he could could get highest ceiling up to Mike Gesicki sort of comparison levels. Um, but I just need to see a bit more out of him uh more after the catch and things like that from him but definitely showed up really really well uh the combine again another guy that's in green in every single category bar his age is a little bit older than the guys but uh like i said six foot seven and um, and with that athleticism uh he's definitely worth a gamble later on if he's still on the board yeah you can't teach being six foot seven that's the difference between a lot of tight ends is they have a lot of things you can't teach and that is height and size a lot of the time Andrew, thank you very much. Your knowledge of the college football level has been so imperative for the last few shows that we've done. And thank you for sharing all your wisdom and knowledge with us. If you want to know any more about some of the college prospects that are coming out, the top names, maybe some of the low names, we have done the key positions. I admit we haven't done defence this year because there is just so many that potentially could be really good. Um, so make sure you catch some of our episodes. We have a quarterback one, running back one, wide receiver one, and this one for the tight ends as well. And of course... 
with it being the NFL Draft, which is on Thursday, April 27th. So only next week. We're just over a week away to until um, it starts. It will be on at late at night. So if you are really wanting to be invested in it, book Friday off because you're going to need it. It's going to be a late one. But the, the draft will carry on over the next few days as well. And I'm sure you'll be very excited to see who your team is going to pick in the first round and in other rounds as well. I certainly will be in and with the Steelers and Andrew certainly will be with the New York Giants. But thank you for watching again tonight. Make sure you like and subscribe to our YouTube and go and follow us on social media. And also check out some of our articles that are on our website as well. Lots of draft content on there as well, as well as some of the news that's come out in the last few days, especially with the Jalen Hurts contract. Maybe one with the Allen Robinson trade as well, but it's just happened in the last few hours with the Pittsburgh Steelers. But I, I feel like the Jalen Hurts topic is probably a bit more interesting than Alan, Alan Robinson. But that's just that's just one Steeler fan talking. Anyway, until then, enjoy yourself. Thank you very much for supporting us and watching us, and we'll see you all again very soon.